You're listening to the Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican podcast. Carlos Paez, Nuestras Demandas, your Emo Brown song of choice. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, today, right now, we have Mr. Chris Sheridan, the big boss man behind multiple brands and the sponsor of Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican. Mr. Chris. What's going on, brother? Thank How you are for you? coming in, my man. We've of been course. trying to kind of get this thing going for a minute, but with like pandemics and quarantines <laughs> and, and just things going on that are out of our control, it makes it a little tougher to make things a reality. But, it definitely has. But here, and you, dude, you brought us a plethora of gifts. All kinds of swag, bro. Look at this. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Balboa Avenue Cooperative, your spot for medication, relaxation, whatever you need. He's the man with the plan. He'll get you whatever you want. We got some deals. Emo, you ever drop Emo Brown at the door, you still get that 20% discount. They deliver. Because I know right now, we're, dude, I know in the beer game, people are getting very, very um, attached to delivery. When we open full bore again, I don't think people are going to want to be coming in as much as they used yeah. to before. I feel people are just going to just shoot as a message for delivery and they're going to just get accustomed to that. And, I, and I'm honestly, I'm cool with that. I mean, we, we're, we're setting it up so we can handle it on a more day-to-day easy scalable may a uh, matter but i'm more on board with people delivery yeah i get it <clears throat> i mean we live in the amazon world so i mean <laughs> things at your front door is never a bad thing i guess i've gotten lazy man with yeah. costco well, i haven't done i haven't gotten on board with food yet i haven't gotten on board with ordering from balboa yet although april's always like hey guys just order we got it and i feel like you're my liaison. <laughs> it's like anytime you're in the hood, you can come down and drop stuff off of the brewery and we That's do a nice right. little trade. She's like, oh, I, I guess. Yeah. But yes, my man. Thank you yeah. for coming through. Yeah. Tell us all, everybody knows about your companies. Yeah. And I want to hear f- from you directly. Yeah. I mean, shoot, I guess I'll just kind of give you some backstory on Please. me. Um, grew up in Chula. Lived here my whole life. Graduated oh, from nice. Hilltop. West Side, Chula Vista West, Boy. West Side, 2005. So uh, been around here for a long time. Family grew up around here. Um, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I kind of been all over the place. I was just saying kind of before we got started on this whole thing, kind of jack of all trades, master of none. Uh, believe it or not, before I even got into the kind of cannabis industry, CBD space, uh, was a pastor uh-huh. out in East Lake, uh, at East Lake church for a long time. Um, that was, that was cool. I, I enjoyed that. My wife's still a pastor. So, uh, that's always that's always kind of fun. It's always a, a little interesting, weird kind of a thing, right? Being a pastor and <laughs> being in the cannabis industry. But I mean, it's organic. I mean, I feel <laughs> yeah, like it, it's like yeah. it's from the earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of the the reasoning behind a lot of people, right? It's, it's, it's from the earth, right? It's natural. What, what I always, drew you into the into being a pastor, you and your wife? Uh, you know, I just I grew up in the church. Okay, honestly, yeah. I mean, my mom, my my dad, we just we grew up in the church the entire time. Just like every other kid in high school, I was like. Peace out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, kind of came back around, met my wife at the church. That was a big part of kind of, I wouldn't say what got me back, but that's what made me kind of stick around again after the fact. But um, I just, I love the mission, man. I love, I love helping people. I love seeing people's lives turn around. I, you know, even being there, you know, marriage and, and stuff like that, being kind of at the core of all of that. 
I just I grew up with God, and I I, I mean even now I'm not going to move away from any of that stuff. So I'm not ashamed Especially of it. now more than ever. Oh, I can imagine, bro, right? I know, man. I know we. Uh, it's it's been it's just crazy, man. The world. I, I saw a post. One of my favorite people to follow on Insta. I don't know if anybody else does this, but I follow Snoop Dogg, bro, oh, and yeah. he cracks me up, man. I love watching that guy. His his Instagram lives are like my favorite thing in the world. He legit just puts on like old songs of his and just chills and dances, bro. And like and that's all he does. But he posted something uh, the other day that I thought was pretty cool. That was just like. What book of Revelation are we in now? <laughs> right? Twenty twenty's been gnarly, bro. It's like it's like always like, hey, yeah. but wait, there's more. Uh, yeah, like, I feel like from month to month, I something know. new is going on. I know, and we're still not even out of the blue, uh, out of like the the red zone, bro. With any of this we COVID hit stuff, summer like, yet? <laughs> we haven't even oof. hit summer yet. I know, I know. And beaches are just finally opened up. My the funniest thing in the world. My dad, uh, he's a big beach goer. For I mean, so ever since I was little, he'd go down to Imperial Beach. Every Sunday, bro, bring his his paper out there. So during all of COVID, bro, he's still been doing it. Eight o'clock every day. He's like at clockwork beach. at the beach in Imperial Beach. Pulls up his uh, his little beach chair, sits down with his newspaper. Every week for the last probably six weeks, they've kicked him off. <laughs> so oh, they're not messing around. Yeah, no, they're still not messing around. He was down there yesterday, uh, and uh, and he he sure enough, bro, they kicked him off, and he was like, the beach is supposed to open Tuesday. They're like, it's not Tuesday. Go. And he was like, oh, man. man. <laughs> I mean, summer's going to be interesting, bro, to see kind of what they do with beaches opening up again. I don't know. It'll be it'll be it's, interesting. It's been a whirlwind of, a, of events. I yeah. mean, more so now in the last week, you know, since George Floyd's situation, just everything I feel has kind of come to a, a crescendo. Totally. And it's it's getting it's getting real in the streets, man. I mean, you as a business yeah. owner, you, you have to uh, take into account the temperature, the current climate of current events and... I do as well, and we kind of dictate the way we operate our businesses as such. But, I mean, man, it's just been a crazy time. I mean, down here in Chula Vista, knock on wood so far, you know, we've been able to hold our own and, and just kind of support things that you, you got to support what's going on right totally. now. I mean, this, this oh, is something 100%. where it's like you don't, hey, stop. I know you totally. This is something that it's it's, it's like a, in a volcano that just needed to erupt and it yep. grab everyone's attention. Raise awareness. This is what's going on. You can't hide from it. It is yep. what it is. Let's handle it now. Yep. But as a business owner, how do you approach that? I mean, how, how do you even like operate day to day? You know, with I think the COVID, biggest challenge, with everything. yeah, the biggest challenge, at least in my like uh, how we approach it, <clears throat> is obviously we got people you know who who work for us who are black, <laughs> Hispanic. Uh, I mean, all all over, right? Sa- I mean, San Diego is so diverse, bro. Yeah. Like, it's like how do you not be right? And so. There's this. There's almost this expectation that you you take a stand against it, but then at the same time, it's also like you also have a bunch of people who are like, no, right? Dude, like it's the, like yeah. it's like San Diego was a really divided city, bro. It's Even a politically, very like old school conservative. Very, town. The, very. The older I've gotten, the yeah. more it's become apparent to me how conservative San Diego is, and it's weird because yeah. I mean, maybe it's because we're like in a little bit of a microcosm down here in Chula Vista and the South Bay specifically. We're a melting pot, man. Oh, we are. Sure. We we grew up with. With all nationalities, with mm-hmm. all different kinds of cultures. So I don't know. It, it wasn't like forced. It was just a natural. Uh, it was natural for us. We yep. grew up with all cultures or all cultures around us. So I feel the older we got, and now that we have kids, and, and we're family men, and you know we're, we're we're leaders of our family and businesses and, and community. It's like I expect the same from everyone around me, totally. from which I grew up with, but. I'm becoming more and more aware. It's like, holy shit, some people have some outlandish views as it relates to like basic human rights. Totally. You know? What yeah, I mean? we put out a, so every week we do a, we do an ad in the San Diego Reader 
Um, I don't know if you've ever seen any of what we've done, but uh, we're very, I'm a very sarcastic person. I'm all about sarcasm. Like I don't, I don't take myself seriously. I don't take much of anything seriously. Um, so we've, we've been super tongue in cheek, right? Like if you've never been to our shop, uh, I mean, you've been there, Chris I has have been there. Been yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, we, we ran this ad when we first started that thing. We picked it up about a year ago. That was uh, on the outside. Uh, we're a six, but on the inside, we're a solid 10 because <laughs> it's like, it ain't pretty on the outside. Right. But on the inside, we got the goods, right? That's we got a, that everything is a you legit want, right? description of your spot, man. Cause yeah, glasses and I were the first time we were waiting out there. April gave us the address. We hung out. Yeah. We were waiting outside. We're like, dude, is this it? Cause yeah. it, it, was, it was, you know, it's, it's very vanilla bland on the outside. You know, yeah. there was a number and there's a yep. security guard. And I was like, dude, yep. it's gotta be this spot right here. Cause there's a security guard outside. So we knock in doors, we open the door, we flash our IDs, yeah. we get through the big window, uh, glass window uh, security barrier, we get buzzed in, and holy shit, man, it, it, yeah. it was a whole different experience when you're on the totally, inside. Totally, right? Yeah. So we, so our, our kind of whole, our, I mean, persona, I guess, as a business has been super tongue-in-cheek and just sarcastic, but we actually just put an ad out this week that um, was, it just says, be kind. Right. Because it's like, how, how do you take I mean, you can't take a stand in any of this stuff without being hit from both sides. But at the end of the day, like what we really need is we just need people to just be kind. Right. Like like at the end of the day, what happened was completely wrong. Right. Like like I don't know that anybody who's ever seen that is going to go. Yeah, no, like that. Don't give excuses. It's not welcome. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's like everything else that's happening now, the the rioting, the, the you know, burning stuff down. And I saw you, you went live yesterday uh, on Instagram and I, I missed it, but I was like, oh man, I want to go back and look <laughs> at it. Because I mean, shoot, just coming out here, bro, like I, I didn't know what Chula Vista looked like. I mean, I, I live off of Naples and so I'm a little further away from here, but I was like, I mean, I got, I mean, Snooky's over here and like all these other people boarding stuff up. So I was like, I was hoping to jump on there and watch, but it's like, it's crazy, bro. But like, that's not the kind of stuff that we also need at the same time mm-hmm. of like, I mean, bro, we just went through this pandemic small businesses getting a ppp loan was like yeah. the most it was like pulling teeth was, bro that was that was not easy that was a process <laughs> in itself just to get the funding to open up and yeah and, yeah, and I, now I, getting hit with this it's like oh okay you're kind of just puckering up a little bit hoping yeah. like hoping things you know work in our favor but at the same time you know we i i get it i was just telling my wife the other t- day too like when you're so frustrated and you got so much pent up energy, what else are you to it's do? Necessary. But but to just yeah. burn it all down, bro. It's, it's fucking like and necessary. it's like it's it's hard, right? Because like you want to get people's attention, mm-hmm. hit their pocketbooks, dude. Hello, that's the best way to get somebody's. It attention. really is. It really is. So I mean, I get it. It's all justified, but it is. It's crazy. And so I mean, oof. there was a little meme that one of the dudes that in our group put through about it's like. You know it's privilege when it when you're finally paying attention because it finally affected you personally. Oh, totally. You know, and it's like it makes sense. You know, totally. it's like you pay attention always, mm-hmm. but then it's like, oh shit, I have to take a stand because mm-hmm. this is finally it's it's hitting me. Yep. You know, and I feel like a lot of people here on the block yesterday were on that level. I mean, it sucks to say, totally, but we were on the block and everyone's you know just boarding up their stuff. We were just hanging out. I mean. You have to be ready. I mean, obviously, you yeah. want everything to be done with a purpose, and you want everything to be done within the 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 confines of like responsible. But at this point, man, everything goes. You know, and, totally. and, and it is. You know, but it's a crazy. Yeah. It's a crazy. It's a crazy time to be a spectator. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you either got to be involved or legitimately get out of the way because yep. you're yep. just gonna get in the way if you're not gonna take a stand for something. Totally. Oh, totally. Man. So yeah, it's been it's definitely it's been a it's been an interesting couple months, that's for sure. So, so. being that your roots are in how do you say it, pastorhood? Min- ministry? Min- yeah, yeah, ah, yeah, there it is. Ministry is the right being word that, that you are a minister in the yeah. foundation, 
what yeah. sprung you to jump into like the CBD and, and uh, the THC world, man? Yeah. So I so after being a pastor, um, I started a marketing company with a friend of mine. Um, and so I ran the marketing portion of a web development and marketing company for a long time. And then uh, in like 2014, I left that to go into the finance world. My dad's been an, an investment advisor for 30 years. So I started doing that for a little bit. And then after doing that for about a year and a half, started getting antsy. was like, I want to do something else. And, and the cannabis industry just started kind of emerging on its own. Um, I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just like you, kind of involved in Chula Vista. I try to stay up to date on all this stuff. So in 2017, the city started looking at, uh, you know, the propositions that were hip, hitting and starting to put stuff on the ballot for, you know, li- licensed dispensaries, some of that stuff. So I started getting really interested in that. Okay. I was like, okay, I'm going to look at this from kind of a, a business perspective, right? Like, if it's legal, cool, let's start working on some stuff. Let's figure it out. My little sister, who just turned 30 yesterday, actually, um, she and I started looking at, you know, what would it look like to do a dispensary in Chula Vista? I'm local. I want to be here. I want to be a part of all of this as that's going on around here. Um, so we looked at kind of what that looked like at the same time. Um, you know, I, I actually, uh, my, my business partners laugh at me now, but I'm, I'm a pretty big nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I put together this like 50 page business plan <laughs> on cultivation and growing. I didn't know anything about growing. I've never, I mean, I smoked a little bit of weed in high school, but I like <laughs> nothing real. Right. And so I put together this plan and my business partner, Brian and I got together and he was like, this is real. And so we started kind of having more conversations, talking to people. We met this guy, Chuck. Uh, who's now our, our third business partner, uh, who was, who's been in the cannabis industry for 30 years. I mean, he's just been, he's a Benita guy. He's the cultivator. Benita. He's the cultivator. The guy's the guru, bro. Like, he's the when green, like, Dr. Green Thumb. Yeah. I mean, like Dr. Green Thumb mixed with like, uh, shaman and like, like dude is like, he's in tap, right? He like, he's in touch with everything that's going on. And so. He'd been creating CBD products like since 2012. Um, he's a, he won the Emerald Cup uh, a couple times, which is a huge cannabis competition. Uh, like the dude's, he's, he's legit. He's got a resume caliber. for sure. Right. Uh, and so when I first met him, uh, we were actually, we met over in Bonita, uh, at a dog park because he had his dogs and my buddy, buddy Brian has his dogs and he pulls out this, this kind of testimonial book, bro, mm-hmm. that was like text messages and all these things from people with cancer, tumors, um, autism, people on all kinds of medication. And he starts, I start flipping through this. He and Brian are talking. I start flipping through this. I'm like, holy cow, like this is, this is real. I mean, at that point, I really didn't know a whole lot about CBD. Like it was, it was kind of new. Like nobody, this is before like the boom where like mm-hmm. everybody knows about it now, right? Like nobody really was talking about it. And he was like, bro, I've been doing CBD for a long time. Like this stuff is, is real. Like this is, this is the way, like this is big picture. Like 20 years from now, CBD will be changing everything about people's health and wellness on a day to day basis. So I started reading through that and was like, okay, this is there's something to this. So being the nerd I am with my glasses, right? I started doing a bunch of kind of clinical research, right? So I jump on PubMed, start reading all these articles, you know, uh, different different things that people are studying relating to CBD and everything else. And I just kind of, I just started learning from there and trying to figure out like what, what is all this the thing? Somewhat, <laughs> not less less personal consumption, right? But like just like just what's the research? What does the science say about any of this stuff, right? And uh, and there wasn't a whole lot, but the stuff that was out there was like, no, there's this is like real. There's good stuff coming out here, uh, and so we started Miso from there. Um, started in the CBD space because the licensing component of, of being in the THC space is like banging your head against a wall. Uh, so, so we started in the CBD man. space and what really kind of caused me to like to get on board with all this. And I actually shared this on that video the other day. Um, was I've got an older sister and I don't know if there's some in here, but I, I, uh, I meant to grab you some of it because I know you were talking about your pops. Oh, dude, um, my pop, this is the one my pop loves. Yeah. Dude, the, the, the organic, the oil. Yeah. The one that he just takes the drops, put the cup under his tongue. Yep. 
And he, he said, yeah. Nico, I have to do this for two weeks straight or it doesn't work. I said, yeah, man. yeah, <laughs> that's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. So my, so how I got, I mean, how this thing really kind of kicked off was I got an older sister who's physically handicapped. She's been in a wheelchair her entire life. Uh, and gosh, probably it would have been about five years ago now that, uh, she was hospitalized, uh, had a, um, a really gnarly bed sore that went all the way into the bone. And so literally like through her butt cheek, right. Uh Went all the way into the bone. She got an infection in her bone. So she was hospitalized, had a pick line put in, had to like try and just kill this infection. Um, after that, she kind of, I mean, she survived. She was literally on her deathbed, bro. It was like, it was one of the worst experiences ever. Um, but after all that, right, my mom's kind of trying to take care of her and doing all those things. She had surgery after surgery, skin graft, you know, all, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of medications you can try. Nothing working, bro. So at that time, uh, about a, two years ago now, um, my, my now partner Chuck was like, here, I got this, this salve, this, this kind of cream looking stuff. You should try this. Bro, took my mom forever to like finally get around to actually using that thing. She's going to listen to this. Be like, she didn't take me that long. I'm like, it took you forever, mom. <laughs> but she started putting it around the wound. And within six weeks, the wound completely closed up. Oh, wow. What? Yeah. Within six weeks, bro. And this thing was like, it wasn't small, bro. I'm like at least the size of your thumb in diameter, right? All the way through to the bone. Within Jeez. six weeks, it closed up completely. Just by applying some CBD on it. Just by applying the CBD salve to the, to the outside of the bed wound, bro. And so all the way, like uh, muscle tissue, like backfilled all the way back in. She hasn't had a bed sore since. Just by using that CBD salve, bro. Crazy. So that was that was what really sold. So that was the eye opener for you. Oh, bro, yeah. That's when I was like, okay, this is it. Like I'm doing this forever. How do I get involved? Yeah, Yeah. this is like this is the this is the end all be all of what needs to happen there. So and then from there, bro, we just we said, you know what, we our focus is really going to be people who need the results more, right? Like there's a million CBD companies out there now, and and how many are there until Vista? Oh man, I don't even know. I have no idea. I'm I'm probably heard of three or four. Okay, okay. So there's a small. There's a handful. Okay, yeah, there's a handful. Um. But I mean, I just, there's so many companies out there and there's so much misinformation about all that stuff, right? That it's like, how do you know? What do you know? All of these other things. And so our whole philosophy on this stuff is if the plant's the best medicine, the next best thing. So our methodology to making products is keep it as close to the plant as possible. We don't do volatile extraction. Any of this stuff. It sounds like an ad. I'm not really trying to do an ad. <laughs> I'm literally just explaining how the product is actually made. But <clears throat> literally, I mean, it's just, it's, it's an olive oil, coconut oil blend uh, with, with the raw CBD flour. And so that's the entire kind of premise is as close to the plant as possible is what we want to do. And we believe that that's how, that's how you see the best results. So that's what sold me. That's what kind of got me involved in that whole thing. We've, we've been all over the place. Um, we are primarily working with folks who have real health concerns and health needs that want to see results. So, so me so healthy. Yeah. That was born in what year? So the end of 2018. 2018, relatively. Yeah. Okay. Still in its, in its Still, toddler oh, stage. Oh, very so. much so. But yeah, this is definitely. a Chula Vista company. Yeah. Yep. That, for me, is yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah, right? For me, for me that I'm sold on that. With, when <laughs> yeah. anything says, like, South Bay, Chula yeah. Vista, like, I'm, I'm all It's about funny, it, too, man. bro, because we, we got a little retail spot. Um, I, would, I shouldn't even call it a retail spot. It's, a, it's not really a retail spot. <clears throat> we got our, our warehouse out in Eastlake. Um, 
And we were the first company uh-huh. to even go to the city to try and get permits for that. We actually, I mean, because if you ever come by like our, our warehouse, I'll have to take you out there sometime. Out there for sure. But uh, I mean, we use the raw flour, right, mm-hmm. to make our products. So it smells like weed. Yeah. Right. And so like we're like in a business complex out in East Lake. It's not huge. It's like 1,800 square feet. So so one of our neighbors next to us called called law enforcement uh. and was like, I mean, but I mean, you really can't blame them, right? Where it's like, it smells like weed. <laughs> you know, you see people walking in and out of there. Immediately, everybody thinks dispensary, right? So like that. I mean, there's so many of them around Chula Vista. Yeah. Everyone just kind of thinks not that. anymore. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that part. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we've had we've you know they code enforcement came out. We talked to them. We were the first company to actually try and walk them through. Like, hey, there's a difference between yeah. kind of hemp derived CBD and cannabis, right? Like, we don't need to go through the licensing like everybody else is talking about because of how legally this stuff's treated. It is weird how the city is not up to speed with everything. That the city approves and denies. Yeah. And now I'm kind of going based on what we even do here. Yeah. You know, here at the yeah. brewery, like people come, uh, we've, we've had like uh, officers come in and like poke around and ask, what is this? What is that? How do you do this? It's like, why are kids in here? Do you need mm-hmm. to have food? And I'm like, you know what? In all honesty, our license allows us, since we're a manufacturing site, small business producer, we can have children on here. We can have underage kids here or underage adults. So we, we have families. We we I base our business model off of being like a family atmosphere. Obviously not now since to go or delivery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when we built this thing, it was like family oriented. Yeah. You know, so it, they would come in, and it's and it's just funny because you know what what battle you are currently going through yeah. to kind of get your businesses uh, established in Chula Vista mm-hmm. to the point where you can have like retail and your actual dispensary storefront down here. We kind of went through that maybe like five years ago, you yeah. know, because now it's 2020. When we first started this game, it was like in Chula Vista it was like the early part of 2016. And yeah, man, there was roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. And it just came to the point where it's like, is it worth it totally. to be down here? But it, it's home. You know, it's no, for sure. home. And if, yeah. if this kind of, if you're investing money into one, your brand to the community in which you're going to conduct business in, yep. you got to make sure it's worth it. Oh, you totally. Know? So totally. I know where you're going with man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, I get it, right? Like you, people have this expectation of, of you got to do the right way and everybody wants to do the right way. The biggest challenge has been even the city doesn't know what the right way is. Exactly. It's like, yeah. it's so undefined and it's so new yeah. that they're like, how do we treat this? Right. And so like at that point, right. It's like, you gotta, you just gotta be open, transparent and be like, we're not trying to hide anything. We're not trying to do anything illegal. We're trying to do everything by the book. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, an attorney friend that represents us and, and they've got some experience and some research they've done. You know, let's connect them up with your attorneys to try and see if this is legit and it meshes and, and then let's go from there. And so that's kind of the road that we had been on. Um, it's still a, that's pretty rad, a though, work man. in progress, man. That, that is, <laughs> that is, you guys are trailblazing, like leading the path yeah. as it relates to CBD yeah. and growing it in Chula Vista as a production-wise. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. But, yeah. I mean, it comes with its set of headaches as totally, well. Totally, totally. So, yeah, so we kind of went from there. And then, you know, just through some different uh, kind of partnerships and opportunities, we ended up getting a farm up in San Jacinto. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a 30-acre farm that we cultivate all of our own uh, genetics acres. and plants. Yeah, that's a That's, that's a hard to my head around man i'm so used to just like square footage for properties down here 
<laughs> it's hard for me to wrap my head around too when I go up there. It's a massive piece of property. Um, thirty acres. So thirty acres. We don't grow. We don't grow on all of it because it's. It would. I mean, that's so much. That's so much CBD flower, bro. It's crazy. Um, but we we grow on a decent amount of it. But we one of the coolest things that my partner Chuck does is uh, he's all about the genetics, bro. And mm-hmm. just like you got different flavors of beer, different things. You got different strains, right? You come from the cannabis world. You know a lot about strains and genetics and how that stuff works. Same thing's true in the CBD space. But in reality, the CBD space is so new that you really don't have flushed out genetics in the CBD space. And so it's, it's, so he's been actually up there for the last year now working on creating new genetics, taking strains of CBD, taking strains of THC, right? And with this nursery license we got, we're able to kind of crossbreed them and test them. The Bro, yeah, it's pretty cool, man. Actually, it's kind of funny, right? Like we're, I mean, he'll literally like he'll crossbreed some of these yeah. things and, and we'll get new ones and then we'll grow those full and then we'll test them and see what they come out at. And if they're too hot, we'll get rid of them. And if they're good, then we'll kind of keep going down that road. But all for the sake of, of trying to find the right genetics that are stable. Uh-huh. Uh, to be able to just create a high quality product that that goes into the oil and everything else that we make, so so it's hops cool. And and flour, like marijuana flour, and I'm assuming since CBD as well, they're all in the same family. They're yeah. all related. Um, yep. We had somebody come in and said, "Hey guys, take some of my flour. I want you to make me a beer." This was before we actually opened the brewery. We, we were like, you know, we we're like, yeah, we'll tackle that. Let's let's yeah. do it. So yeah. we did it, and we our my our brewer Kevin, who started doing some research on it. Ooh, what's going on? Turns out that, yeah, man, they're all related. Because when yep. you smell a fresh batch of hops, totally. dude, it's danky. You smell yeah, it, it's like, it holy is. crap, this is Bro, that's why you got the dankness, right? These <laughs> yeah. IPAs, bro, yeah. You, you smell it, you're like, holy <laughs> shit, this is weed. And I'm like, nah, it's like, it's, it's close family member, but not really. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, no, that's so true, bro. It really is. So from the Miso family, yeah, the Miso Healthy Company, from their sperm... Balboa, no, so or? how that so that happened is as we uh, we we got the farm and uh-huh. the, one of the partners on the farm uh, had an opportunity uh, that kind of presented itself back in May of last year uh, to take over the operation of Balboa. So Balboa has got this whole history and story in San Diego. Anybody, I mean, you can Google I recognize it. You'll, that name you'll, from, you'll, yeah, you'll see sure. it. It's been around since 2015, mm-hmm. um, but it ended up being in receivership. And so um, we put in an application to operate it and then to eventually purchase it. Uh, and so we've been operating it since then. Um, and so it's just been an opportunity for us to kind of get our feet wet in, oh, in the in the in the THC cannabis space. Um, I jumped in head over heels. Steve, who you've met. Yep. Um, there's a general manager there. The guy, he actually, uh, ironically enough, when we were starting to look at the, the, the kind of the cannabis space, um, he's one of my younger sister's best friend's husbands. I don't okay. even know yeah, how yeah, you yeah, It's you one of those relationships, that. right? Yeah. Where you got so many friends and cousins and aunties and uncles and they're related to you somehow, right? Uh, so, so she was up in Seattle, up in Washington. He was general manager of a couple of dispensaries up there in Washington. Uh, and I, and we just, we'd hung out, we talked and I was like, bro, you got to come down to Chula, bro. Like, like we're looking at opening up a spot down here. So he moved down, uh, came down with his wife uh, and we were just waiting to hear back on Chula Vista. Still waiting to hear back on Chula Vista. Uh, and so in that meantime, I was like bro i got an opportunity you want to jump in and run it it was like 100 percent. and so he's killed it man that guy that guy he knows how to run a retail shop i mean the place is pristine the staff is expert they're all well informed and educated they know their stuff so well, i can yeah. attest to that because i know nothing about it <laughs> yeah. you know i just for the longest time uh back when i was like legit like smoking more on the regular uh, i have my guy that i would go to and yeah of all of my friends, we all fall in that same category. You totally. know, it's like we have a guy that we all know. We have that guy that would always provide for us for yeah. like over a decade. And we just yeah. 
shoot him a text. Yeah. All right, cool. We'll meet you here. Oh, cool. I'll drop it off at your house. Yeah. yeah so yeah. when I, I'm not, I'm ignorant when it comes yeah. to marijuana, THC, yeah. anything about strains. Yeah. I just know the basics, the sativa and the indica and now yeah. the hybrid. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah, all right, yeah. Cool. Indica yeah. in the couch. I don't want to get knocked out. You know, like I, I just know like oh, that means I'm going to get smashed. And I'm going to yeah. stay home. I don't know, bro. Those sativas <laughs> really can make you paranoid sometimes. Uh, so I was like, that's <laughs> what I was going with, man. I don't know. Well, it's probably a combination yeah. of two things uh, yeah. that's led me to like be like, I got to minimize my intake. Because <laughs> yeah. when I smoke the sativa, I feel like, dude. Either I'm too old and I can't hang and my, my tolerance and threshold is super low yeah. or the strain of, of, of product that you guys have is just ridiculously high end that yeah. I can't hang. Yeah. Yeah. My dad, my dad jokes every so often because he's, he, you know, I mean, he doesn't smoke. I, I, I really don't. I don't really smoke a whole lot either. I just, <clears throat> I, I don't have time. Business is to run. There's yeah. only so many hours in a day. Exactly. You get home and you go to sleep. You wake up and you get, you get grinding again. So yeah, um, talking yeah <laughs> that's just the way it is. So, but my dad's funny, bro, because he was like uh when we first got into into Balbo, he was like let me tr- let me try some of that he, he he's like most pe- people right he can't sleep Mm-mm. he was like give me something to, to help knock me out so i got him something uh he he used it and i think i i think i started with some edibles or something like that and he like so he did that to help him try and go to sleep and he's gonna love me putting him on blast here by the way <laughs> um but he tried to go to sleep and he and he woke up i think he said he woke up the next day at like noon what and he, i mean and my dad bro he's like he's a five o'clock a.m well, he's, he's a five a.m yeah he's a five a.m like early rise right so i think he woke up at noon the next day and he was like oh my goodness he was like bro that was so much stronger he's like that is not like the stuff i grew up on when i was smoking oh, in the bronx he's uh, like, dude, I, could- I was like no man it's not even close so what is it is it just now the the thc percentages have gone up significantly yeah <clears throat> yeah i mean you had the you know anything anything you buy in the black market i mean they don't test it right yeah you don't you don't know what it is and even now at Balboa, bro, we have people who walk in and they're like, what's the highest THC one, bro? We got some that are 30, 31, 32%. I'm like, that's, that is a lot, bro. What that's is something you recommend? Because everyone in my crew right now, everyone yeah. is a little, in our social club for the Emo Brown crew, we're all low level, man. Yeah. You know, yeah, we, yeah. we all just need something where we can function to the point where April recommended here, dude, have some, uh, have some mints. Have some five milligram yeah. mints. So she gave us some five milligram mints. I think that's these guys here, right? And that's what I've been yeah. sharing with the squad over here, and they they like it. You know, yeah. we've got things to do, man. Oh, I, for sure. I got to be up and early in the yeah. You can't be morning. paranoid. You can't have the eye itch. I you can't, can't have no. Yeah, for you know, sure. Like I'll, if I'm gonna do anything, it's like <laughs> I wait for like on a Friday where I'm not working yeah. the weekend. Yeah, the kids are in bed. I go outside. I sit down on the patio. I'm like. Ah, I'm gonna yeah. tote this, and then yeah. like in yeah. five minutes, I'm fucking freaking out. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I can't hang with this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of the stuff, some of the stuff that we got is pretty chill. I mean, it's all it's all in moderation, yes. right? Oh, like yeah. that's the, that's the kicker. With all this stuff too. <laughs> yes, yes, it's all that's the kicker with all of it too. Is you start small. I mean, try shoot, try half of one, try one, right? Even these little guys. Uh, I, I I can't remember what his name is up top, but I gave him one of these. Oh, yeah, kick it off, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, check it out. But like these little Americana ones, right? These things are like these are half gram pre rolls, right? So like they're small, right? They're not very big. Take a couple couple hits before you go to bed. Whatever it is, or whatever you're trying to do, right? It's all moderation, bro. That's kind of my whole thing with all. I'm just trying to disconnect, man. (laughs) (laughs) I really am, bro. Bro, I'll tell you what, though, man. Some people, I mean, your tolerance. You'd be surprised how quick your tolerance can build up with some of that stuff. It's gnarly, bro. I got some folks that I watch, and uh, I mean, some Instagram peeps that I follow that are like, bro. They'll 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 go through a freaking eighth in like an hour, bro. And I'm like, I that's scary. that lasts me a month, that's, bro. Like I don't even know how. See, I, I don't crazy. Even drink as much anymore. Oh, I feel like either. I'm just like 
I don't know what's going on with yeah. me. I'm slowly taking it's steps. Old age, bro. It, it it's really, old age, bro. Dude, Chris, it really is. Like, I, I can't yeah. hang. I, I, I don't even want to deal with a hangover. You know, mm-hmm. I don't like being like super drunk. Yeah. And it's like with with when I'm smoking marijuana now, it's like, oh my god, all the THC yeah. it just gets you. I'm like, I need to chill. Yeah. And it's yeah. I got too many jobs. I got too many kids. I got too many responsibilities that I have to make I sure know. I find that I perfect know. opportunity to be like, now we're getting it in. Yeah, Let's yeah, do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the right time, right place, right? That's where people go to Vegas. <laughs> That's true. So, yeah. Tell me a little about this industry that you're in, man. man. How is it day to day? What some of the misnomers is like? It, it's grimy. It's a tough industry to be in. It's dangerous. You always got to do this. You always got to do that. But I mean, you're. You I mean, it's from a good. ministry foundation. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. pretty much. You're on the straight and narrow. You're a very responsible yeah. family man, community leader, entrepreneur. Yeah. You know, jack of all trades. Yeah. You don't really fit the mold of when I see like, oh, yeah. Totally. That guy owns a dispensary or that guy <laughs> is a marijuana mogul. You know, it's like you don't fit that mold, but yeah. you are, yeah. you're excelling at it. You're thriving at it. How, yeah. how does it work? Yeah. I mean, the industry, I think kind of it's it's 50-50 right now, mm-hmm. right? Like it's even in Chula Vista. We can talk more about that in a minute. But, you know, it's, there's so much black market stuff that's happened for such a long time, right? Like that you have these perspectives of what do those people look like? And I think, you know, with the legalization of stuff in 2018 and even kind of now where it's at, right, you have not just people who are coming at it from a business angle, but people who are coming at it from like a a mogul standpoint, right? You've you've got venture capitalist money coming in. You've got massive investments. You've got companies going public. You've got all these, you know, people, you know, on stock exchanges, all these other things. And it just, the industry just as it evolves over time, it it demands other types of people to be involved and, and to continue to run it. I'm pretty convinced that people who don't have it together from a business standpoint, they won't be in the industry for long. It happened in Washington. I mean, and that's actually one of the things that I think helped me really kind of wrap my head around this industry is California lagged Washington by about five years. So they legalized their stuff, and then California took them a long time to get around to it. Use them as and a so, blueprint. Oh, 100%. Well, and California kind of screwed the pooch on that one a little bit. They didn't really use them as a blueprint, but from from a, a business standpoint when doing the research right like there's a lot of things that that it allows you to evaluate and to look at and what ended up happening is you got these guys who are in the industry who they they somehow got a license right and and then they continue somehow <laughs> i don't know how i mean i'm not, whatever it is but uh they somehow got a license and they operate these businesses but i think the misnomer from a lot of people is that you know as soon as you get in the cannabis industry no matter what it is you're gonna make a killing you're just going to crush it, right? There's, there's so much money to be made. It's over the top, right? Like, But in reality, and most people don't recognize this, there's a lot of things implemented and required both by the state and cities and everything else that, that make it pretty challenging to, to just operate in general. The amount of compliance that has to happen with some of this For stuff. Sure. The taxes, bro. Oh, taxes are over the top, man. We pay 15% uh in taxes for for our state excise tax then we pay another eight percent to the city and then another seven and a three quarters percent for sales tax you'll never hear me bitch about our tax breakdown here then, yeah bro Christ. it's it's pretty gnarly man so even chula vista i think chula vista is, is, is supposed to be at seven percent when they first do it so you got the state uh-huh. uh sales tax and the city's tax that that all kind of compound to it and so it's like that's a lot in taxes, bro. And so people people look at that. And, and here's what's kind of funny is people look at that and they go, oh, man, like that's you, – you forget how how challenging that can be, right? So like, hey, we you know we made $1,000 today. Oh, great. 240 of it's got to <laughs> go pay taxes. Straight, yeah, so like, exactly. That ain't your money. <laughs> and so what ended up happening in Washington is you had these guys who were running these shops and they got behind in their taxes. 
And when you get behind in your taxes, they start jeopardizing the licenses. Yeah. Those, They'll so pull you have that these license guys, on you oh, real, real quick. quick. Oh, real quick. And then it's gone. Yep. And you're done. Good so luck trying to get it back. Oof. So what ended up happening, especially up in Washington, was these guys had these what licenses, didn't pay their taxes. And what, what would happen is, uh, other, other business, you know, owners would see that they jump would, they would jump it. in and go, Hey, I'll pay off all your taxes and I'll buy your business from you. And so they would go own. And Washington's got a stipulation where you can only own five total. Okay. Um, and so that you kind of max out. California doesn't have anything like that. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I don't know that they'll do that. Um, I don't think they're. Ad- I don't think they're smart enough to figure something like that out, but yeah. um, it's a it's a way of keeping it pretty small, right? Like you want to try and keep it small, business oriented. But it, California will never do something like that. Um, you've got like the Medmens and and all these other guys. They've got like twenty locations in California, and like all they're all over the place, right? So it just it, it is what it is. But at the same time, it's definitely a challenging industry to be in. I think some of those. What ends up happening, and at least I haven't experienced this, is you don't have people who are kind of the black market, you mm-hmm. know, thug, if you will, right? Who's like out there, you know, breaking people's legs. <laughs> like that doesn't, that's not real, right? It's not real. It's no, <laughs> no, no. It's, you know, it's just, it's business as usual, bro. I mean, you got vendors, you pay taxes, you do the thing. Instead you of breaking do. legs, there's litigation now. <laughs> yes, yes, there's litigation. Lawyers, everybody lawyers up. It's just always fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just the, the, the industry's changed as a whole. And so, um, so it's a legit yeah. business model now. It it's definitely a legit, is fully functional, one hundred percent legal business. Yeah. So when you're cashing so. out these taxes and federally not recognized as a legal venture that you're involved in, they still get their cut. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ. So they so, don't want to have you earn money, but since you're earning money, uh, let's give us all of it. Yeah. So they've got so federally they've got this. Uh, little irs exclusion called 280e exclusion <clears throat> yeah 280e basically says anything that's federally illegal right you can't write off cost of goods so you would know you this gotta, from a yeah, business standpoint you're right have to eat the cogs you got to eat the cogs <laughs> and pretty much everything so 100 percent of what you bring in you pay your employee you pay your business taxes on that's the other thing that screwed a lot of people up in Washington is they don't account for any of that. The fuck so, you pay me tax. Oh, for sure, bro. So it's it's pretty gnarly. So, I mean, we, we do a good job. I, I've set some parameters up and it's just looking ahead and knowing what's what's coming around the corner, right? So, like, I've told our guys, set aside 30% of everything that we do on a daily basis. Yeah. Just put it aside. It doesn't exist. It doesn't Regardless how hard it is, Yep, man. just yeah, put it aside. Don't do. even think about it, right? Like. <laughs> And that's just that's just the, the nature of, of the beast. Of Bro, we do that here too. My mom's yeah. now in charge of all yeah. things related to taxes. And yep. so she's like, okay, guys, anytime we have sales, I'm taking this and yep. putting it here. I'm like, yep. thank you. Yep. Thank you. That's some, that's Keep a, me that's out a, of yeah, the that's IRS. a major stress <laughs> off of my shoulders. For sure. One, I don't have my brain fully wrapped around how it works. Yep. Two, I don't want my brain fully wrapped around how it works because you're going to lose yourself down that rabbit hole totally. of taxation and. Forget it just that, makes man. you mad. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, I'm happy my mom's on board now with that because thank yeah, you. Take yeah, care of that. Yeah, for so, sure. That's awesome. The weed and beer game is the exact same yeah. game, dude. Yeah, it really is. Where as it relates to taxation, yeah. Yeah. as it relates to regulation, as it relates to maintaining of all of your licenses, probably totally. and staying up yeah. to speed with. Yep. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So why stay yeah. in it? I mean, I know the answer why, but I mean. It's a good business uh-huh. to be in. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, I mean, don't hear me complain, bro. Like mm-hmm. we, we, we do pretty good, but, uh, and it's fun, man. It's kind of fun. It's fun. It's funny. It's, it's, it's just an interesting. Industry. You're moving widgets. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's at the end of the day, business is business, but it's just, a, it's a fun, funny industry. It's cool. It's fun to walk in somewhere and everybody go, hey, that guy, uh, you know, like it's just, it's cool. The marijuana but, <laughs> mogul. Yeah, that's a new name. I've never had, yeah, I've never I'm had that as a nickname. I'm not like, marijuana <laughs> mogul. <laughs> my friends are going to love that. I'm going to send this to a couple of them. They're going to be like, oh, great. Yeah, I'm going to put that on my, uh, my business card next. So ultimately, <laughs> you being a South Bay Chula Vista dude. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you want to. You know, stake your claim down in the South Bay and yeah. open up your your storefront down here. You yeah. know, Balboa Avenue Cooperative. Obviously, I'm pretty sure you're probably going to have to change the name at some point if it's no totally. longer going to be on Balboa yeah, yeah, Avenue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what is preventing you currently from opening up shop and getting down here? What's the What's the time yeah. frame and like oh. from submitting an application, going through, jumping all the hoops and making so it So I'll, I'll put it this way. And actually, one of my – so Steve, is, uh, we've talked a little bit about this, but um, – <clears throat> the when he came down here, when Steve, my general manager, came down here, it was to to, to open up a spot in Chula. Like that okay. was kind of that was the entire reason behind it, right? Um, we submitted an application to for a licensed dispensary in Chula Vista at the end of 2018, January 2019 is was the window that they opened up uh, applications for dispensaries. In Chula. So at the end of 2018 is when we like were were creating everything. So. Uh, twenty. So in like September, October, uh-huh. hired an application writer, entered into a lease on a building. Uh, so like locked in location because one of the requirements for the application was yeah. you got to have a location, right? People don't understand that. Oh, you, know, you you can't apply for an alcohol license, a liquor license, and apparently now a dispensary license mm-hmm. until Without you have a lease business. in hand. Yep. So you got to you got to put a lot of faith one in that your application is yes. going to get approved. Yeah. Two, that the person holding your lease yep. is going to allow you some wiggle room to be like, okay, we're going to hold it for you and we'll push off, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're going to go ahead and hold off your rental, pay- your, your lease payments until you get it approved. Dude, it's a fucking headache. It's, <clears throat> it was pretty gnarly. And so we, we spent about 36 grand on holding a lease. Oh, shit. Yeah. So they didn't, they didn't uh, give you any wiggle room. <laughs> and there wasn't much wiggle room on that one, bro. Yeah. Uh, so 36 grand on the lease that we paid out. Uh, probably another 25 or so for the application writer. And then the fees to actually just submit the, the license probably cost us another 10, 10 or so. So what is um, this application writer? What, what, do that, what does so, that entail? Um, so really, like in that part of that, right, is like the, the application that got submitted to the city required uh, a handful of different things. So you so basically think like your SOPs, your standard operating yep. procedures, right? Like everything related to how you're handling money. So cannabis is still an all cash business, right? So imagine doing everything you're doing here, but all cash, right? Yeah. So it's it's no joke. So you gotta have your standard operating procedures, your employee manuals, all of those different things, they have to be submitted with with your your application for a cannabis license. <laughs> so it wasn't just like it wasn't just like, oh hey, go go get a lease and hey, like submit your name and pay a little, couple of little fees, right? It was like have a fully written yeah. business plan, it's like pro forma. No, 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 no. This no, is yeah. like functioning, yes, brewery, uh, like functioning cannabis. Yes, one hundred percent. So pro forma's business plan, marketing plan, yeah. community give back, involvement, all of those things, right? Pro Profiles on every owner, background checks, yeah. like through the wazoo. You sure you're not open a brewery? Bro, Jesus yeah. <laughs> I mean, shoot, I wish kind of sometimes, but part of me wishes I had. <laughs> I, lo- I look over here at this stuff and I go, I, I one day I want to open up a spirit company. I think that would be cool. Are there any in Chula? In Chula Vista, we have, no, we do not have it. We spirits. have kombucha. Yeah. We don't have spirits. We don't have, no, the nearest oh. one to us is, uh, we have one, a couple in Spring Valley. We 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 had linked oh, up with one called that. Liberty Call, but I mean, yeah, man, that 
That's a good game to spirits, be in too. Spirits are cool, bro. That's a I, good game. I to did be that in. for a while. That was that was a lot of fun. Um, Look at you, just you made my own jack of all trades, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, nobody, 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 government wise will hear this, but they. Uh, <laughs> I used to do. I used to do a little bit of at home brewing uh, and distilling, which was kind of fun. Everybody safe, did that. Safe, yeah. you know, in the backyard. Yeah, safe. Well vented. Well vented. Distilling, man. <laughs> that shit is dangerous. <laughs> no, well ventilated. It's just got to be well ventilated. You'll be all right. Don't blow yourself up if uh, too much, too much uh, stuffs in the air. So, anyways. We uh we we did all of that. Uh, went through the application process. Still waiting to hear back. Everybody's still waiting to hear back, bro. They they finally disqualified like seventy two applications. Uh, majority of them were for for failed background checks. Yeah. There were one hundred and thirty nine businesses, people, groups that applied for dispensaries in Chula Vista. How many uh, licenses are there? Are up for they, in Chula Vista? So they are doing two retail dispensaries per district. So eight okay, total. Eight districts. Oh no, no four, four districts. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, so eight, eight total. total. And then they're allowing oh, one, uh, one delivery in each in each uh, area as well. And then actually, so this is kind of funny. So uh, just at the city council meeting this last week, um, uh, Mayor Solace just put out uh, that it might be a good idea to increase it to three. And so it was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Pretty much everybody else was like, can we just get through the first two, please? <laughs> and I think actually, everyone's starting open. to realize how like, much money's in this game. Oh, for sure. You know? So, I mean, here's here's what's kind of crazy. And like, and I just knowing what we do at Balboa, right? And knowing what's possible in Chula Vista. More. I have, <laughs> oh, bro, it's, it's ridiculously crazy. more. It's, it's absolutely <laughs> nuts. So, I mean, I'll, and I'll tell you, like, from a delivery standpoint, right? Like, <clears throat> there really isn't anybody who does delivery well in Chula Vista. Like, and I'm, we're trying to do that really, really well. Um, delivery is a big part of what I want to do well. Um, and so I'm, I'm trying to figure out and rack my head around, you know, what, what else could that look like? How can we make it quick? Right. You know, people don't want to wait an hour or two hours and they place an order. They want it quickly. Um, I don't know if you, I mean, I saw you, you guys do 90 minutes, right? It's kind of your yeah, like, window like, of time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's some of it's having a queue and those other things. So we're looking at doing, you know, kind of a fleet of vehicles and trying to, you know, have inventory in the vehicles that's available to be packed and delivered right there. We just have a roaming car in Chula, that kind of a thing. So it's, yeah. you know, quick 10, 15, 20 minutes kind of a thing. Product on um, hand. Product on hand. And, you know, limited menu, right? Because, you know, even the state requires you can only have X amount of product in the vehicle at one okay. time. So, uh-huh. so they limit that, right? It'd be like having like a, you know, two cases of beer in the, in the car or something like that at the time. Um, so, but trying to do delivery in Chula is big because, I mean, just there's so many people here, bro. Yeah, and, and you got all these, you know, these, the these trap shops, you know, all these yeah. illegal shops that I think they said they closed down, what, 12 Ooh. or something like that? In the last month. During during the, the the quarantine, yeah, dude, they're 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 barely they down doors on Chula on here on Third Avenue in Chula. There was a shit ton of dispensaries, <laughs> man. So many, like yeah. you go one block, and yeah. like, like you don't see like obviously nobody nobody's out there like promoting or marketing their business on what's in there, like yeah. But it's outlined in green, and there's a yeah. big cross, yeah. and everything's yeah. flashing yeah. green yeah. here, 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 yeah. dude. You go down the block, and legitimately here on Third Avenue, you could run into ten of them. Wow. Ten of them within like yeah. a five block radius. Yeah. So within the last month, ping, 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 ping. Dave's just been getting. Hey, clear. bro. I mean, they, you know, police officers were hanging out during COVID. Everybody was in the, home. The, yeah. yeah it was not like, anymore. Not as, might as well do this now. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so yeah, they closed down a lot of those. I don't even know how many are still open. I have no idea. But what I do know is the city's kind of silly in how they how they approach it a little bit. Not to bash on them too bad, but yeah, careful. Um, you got an application. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, yeah. That is, <laughs> this is what it is. Um, you know, they, uh, they should have at least opened up one or two before really hammering in all these illegal ones. Cause at the end of the day, right, you've got a consumer base mm-hmm. that still wants the product. Yes, sir. And so, you know, the best way from a logistical standpoint, if you're going to close all these spots down, put, you know, 
put one licensed one like right in the middle of that guy, right? Like the, that way, that way there's a, there's an opportunity to go and to you know push that business somewhere else because those people are still looking for product. And the city's going to be losing money ultimately. Oh yeah, I, I did the math actually, so it's kind of crazy, right? Like when you look at um, because I mean I everybody knows people who, who who've got you know illegal shops around the t- city, and and it's kind of funny too because I don't know if this is true in the in the brewing world, but uh-huh. everybody kind of knows everybody. Is that pretty is much, that kind of the same? Like for better or for worse? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean you at least hear of people yeah. and you kind of know. You don't know, want to be the person that they hear you hear about though, because that's usually not that's a good true. thing. That's true. <laughs> that's probably yeah, some sort of violation. So and so, yeah, the motherfucker's <laughs> violating this, that, this, this. this. <laughs> you don't want to be that guy either. Yeah, this is true. So in the cannabis world especially in san diego uh it's a pretty nice tight-knit community like everybody kind of yeah. knows everybody right there's yeah. there's only so many businesses um and so even in the illegal space everybody kind of knows of everybody a little bit right uh and so you know it's it's just funny to watch all these shops get closed down and see they they just they spring right back up down the street bro because mm-hmm. they they have a playbook they just know Right. At some point, we're going to get closed. They already have a lease and a spot lined up next door, you know, two doors down or whatever it is. Right. And then close one down, they pop up and boop, right over there. And it's just like the only way to resolve that is you got to have a legal shop that's open and available and ready to go. And then you'll start seeing people start going, okay, I'm tired of, of the, the whack a mole. Yeah, I'm yeah. playing the whack a mole game of like, where's Where my dispensary at now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so give them some consistency. Give them, give them something to And thin. again, man, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I, yeah. I knock that into people's yep. heads. And yep. obviously, the people, even if they're illegal dispensaries that they're operating mm-hmm. and they're popping up two, three mm-hmm. days later, they obviously have a game plan. Oh, for they sure. They obviously know yeah. what they're doing. They they're do. intelligent business owners yep. because, okay, you knock this one down, not a mm-hmm. problem. Hey, Show them what's behind door number two. Uh-huh. So then you just pop on over to totally. the next block, and there totally. you are, business as usual. Yeah, and a lot of these shops in Chula, they do really, really well. Well, and what's that kind of crazy, game plan requires some pockets. It's <laughs> kind of crazy, bro. Like, it's, oh, for sure. But they do so much in business, it's insane, bro. It's crazy. Most of these illegal illegal shops, they'll do anywhere between, I'd say conservatively, 10 to 30 grand a day. 10 to 30 grand a day. A day. That's people seeking out a service that's not Each legal. Each shop. A day. A day. Ugh. A so day. So at its peak in Chula Vista prior to getting shut down, how many do you think were operational, illegally or not? At its peak, probably 16. 16 operational. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. What was the biggest one? Ooh, I don't know that. No? I don't know that. Do they? Because a lot of them don't go by actual names. No. A lot of them just no, have the, the number. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, some of them kind of Welcome to 1143. Welcome to 1941. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what uh, what the biggest one would have been, but I know a lot of them, bro, they they, they would they would crush it. So when you think about that, right? Like I, I did the math a long time ago, and it was what part of what got me into the industry just in general. The numbers. Was the, the numbers. Yeah. I mean, you look at, you know, you look at basic business metrics, you can kind of figure out what some of that stuff looks like. But I mean, you have these shops, if they're doing a million a month, mm-hmm. right? And the city's taxes are 7%, right? That's 70 Gs. Carry the one. Yeah, right, out. right. <laughs> so 70 Gs a month in taxes from one shop that's doing a million a month. Times 16 at its peak. And then to suddenly I mean, you're talking, down. I mean, and then you're talking. So now the city's obviously not getting taxes on any of the illegal shops. But by taking so long to get these legal ones up and running, I, I mean, 100%, bro, they've lost out on probably four or five million dollars in tax revenue and in the I last think year. They know that. Yeah. And I think now they're, because yeah. I was reading an article yeah. or so. Yeah, I think it was. Probably the same one I read a couple of days ago. Yeah, yeah it came yeah. out a couple of days ago. It was yeah. like, if if Chula Vista people, residents want to toke, we want them to toke locally. And I was like, holy shit. This yeah. is the conversation that's being had now. Totally. You know, it's like, okay, yeah. I feel like the money is finally become an issue with city government that they're paying close attention. It's like, okay, yeah. you know what? 
bravo guys we're closing up the illegal shops but you know what we're gonna be losing out on money you know one of the funniest things that i saw and i i I joke about this all the time i draw i'll I'll go buy some of those illegal shops every so often i was laughing because they've got the covid uh like papers on the outside of like their cleanliness policies Uh uh i walked in i was like why do you guys even have that out there? You think the city cares about your COVID true, paperwork? <laughs> You're true. not licensed. Yeah, no, man, You're that's not true. legal. Like, this is the funniest thing in the world. It's just hilarious, bro. That, consumer like, perception, man. It is <laughs> consumer perception. That's exactly what it is. And I was like, okay, well, good for you, I guess. But yeah, I mean, the city's the city's got to try and figure out how they can get those things open as quickly as possible. I just read uh, a couple days ago that I think three shops finally, or three three different businesses finally have moved on to the next phase. Okay. And, uh, so, which is cool. It, it is in motion. It's in motion, but I mean, bro, and we're talking six, 16, 18 months later. I mean, that's a long time for anything. That'll kill a lot of businesses. That'll kill a lot of business models. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 18 months is a long time to wait to hear back on an application. So, I mean, and, and the, the thing that I, the, the only thing that I kind of wish the city had did is that they had put some emphasis or preference on local local residents. Yeah. yeah that's and they true. just, I mean, you go look at the three that are approved. One's from San Diego, one's from Anaheim, and one's a Canadian based company. So it's like, there's really you say not Canadian much. Canadian based, I say deep pockets. They probably, oh, yeah. They probably oh, have yeah. uh, some yeah. coin back in them, oh, and sure. they probably are paving their way. Oh, with, for sure. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's, the game. that's okay. That's, that's I mean, the game. it is. It's a part of the legitimacy of the of the industry, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You, you want that. You want to have people who have the financial means to be successful and to weather a long term storm and do some of those things. At the same time, right? It's just like I would I would wager a lot of money <laughs> that there isn't going to be a single business that opens cannabis wise in the city of Chula Vista that's locally owned. Really? I don't think there'll be a single one. Uh, so you're not giving yourself much of I don't think we have a real shot. No. Uh. Just I just don't I don't like they they want to see people with deeper pockets. They want to see people and here's what's kind of funny is like even in our application, right? Like I didn't have any experience in the cannabis industry prior to doing that. But the ironic thing was in the requirements you had to show that you had experience in the industry. But if you live in a city where it's been illegal the entire time, how are you going to demonstrate that you You're have kind of renting yourself yeah, out? <laughs> exactly right. Oh, and th- and they also put a stipulation that you couldn't do anything. If you had done illegal stuff, you're not eligible to apply. So it was like, I mean, obviously, I was never, I wasn't involved in any of that. But it was like, how do you demonstrate that you know what you're doing when nobody has done that? Locally, I read a lot of books. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, so it's part of why, like, I brought, you know, I brought Steve down. Uh-huh. Steve had experience, experience in the industry. Like, Seattle. you know, you kind of demonstrate uh-huh. some of that stuff, right? Um, and so you you partner with strategic people to do that. Um, but at the end of the day, it was like it really came down to. You know, hitting all your, you know, crossing all your T's, dotting your I's, doing all that stuff within the playbook and context of what it is. And in reality, people who applied a year and a half ago, bro, it's so much has happened in the last year and a half. Yeah. I didn't have Balboa a year and a half ago. I mean, now what I know now on how to operate a business legally within the confines of like the cannabis market is totally different. You're probably more hungry to open it. Oh, yeah. Than ever now, yeah. I'm like, I know, you know. I know yeah. exactly how to operate this thing the right way. And, you know, when we applied a year and a half ago, I didn't. And so it's like, it's just, it's taken so long for that thing to get done, bro, that I, I hope they do something soon because people want it, you know, and, and the industry is ready to, to go. They need to do something. So, so right now you're, you're, you're heavily involved. You are yeah. involved in, in any city council meetings, anything that comes yeah. up that yeah. even touches the surface of cannabis and, and, and storefronts here in Chilvisa, you've got to be in their ear. You, do yeah. you, um, do you have people on your team that are kind of like, you know, lobbying or 
or doing anything to that level here? No. Or is that not too small scale here in Chula Vista to do that game? No. I mean, don't. I mean, so here's what's kind of funny is it's definitely not too small scale okay. to do that in Chula Vista. Chula Vista is a massive, massive location. When you compare it to other cities, even in LA, bro, the the the, the population that lives here is a big population. We're a big city. Yep. And so I, I went to a couple, uh, I can't remember what event it was uh, a while ago. Um, it was probably, it was right before we submitted the application. It would have been December of like of 2018. Um, there were people who had lobbying people, you know, walking them around this, you know, this, this, this thing, this event, this piece. Um, you keep talking. And so it was just interesting to kind of see how, you know, how, how those folks were able to, you know, introduce them to different people, the council members, the city manager, all of that other stuff. And so, they, you know, they were able to kind of figure out a handful of those things. Whereas, you know, the small businesses like us, you know, the, the kind of individual groups didn't really have that that resource. So you definitely, you see the lobbying thing. You see those people who've got the deep pockets and the resources. Cash rules everything around me, man. That's, yeah. that's the business model for these guys. Yeah, it's a, it's a bummer. I mean... Cannabis and, is a big money game. Oh, very much so. It takes deep pockets to get in this game, it I'm defi- assuming. It definitely does. It definitely, definitely does. So, I mean, from for me, from a local perspective, you know, I I I kind of took a different angle, right? Like, if, like if you had, like, evaluated our application versus everything else, everything I did was about local, right? Like, uh-huh. I'm, like I'm a local person, right? You know, I am I sit on a board of a nonprofit in Chula Vista. You know, my kids play Little League in Chula bro, Vista. You're, you're checking like, off all the boxes yeah, that you, I'm you like, think it's you like, need. Bro, like, yeah. yeah, like, 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 if what we say as a city is we value local business mm-hmm. and we want to see local business thrive, right? Then naturally you would assume. Be about it. Be about a local business yeah. and, and put an emphasis on those people applying and wanting to see that happen. Um, and so, so that was kind of the angle that I took. And, and it was, on the, in all honesty, we didn't have deep pockets, you know, me and four other people who put our money in and said, hey, if we get this license, yeah, we'll, Ooh, we'll yeah, make it work, right? Sure. Like, yeah. But at the end of the day, it you know came down to experience, having enough money to be able to do it, and then really, who who are the operators? The who owners. Do we got to talk to Sheridan. Yeah, who do we bro. Talk to to I don't make even this know. Happen? I don't know. Well, I, did, I don't know. Did you see today that uh, Maria Kachadorian was made uh, the city manager? No. What? Yeah, they just announced the first woman, uh, first Latina uh, city manager uh, for for nice. Chula Vista. Yeah, I congratulations, her. She's that. awesome. Oh, very nice. Yeah, she's a she's a great lady, man. She's really cool. So yeah, will that's she, a pretty big deal. Will she help pave the way? Uh, I doubt it. <laughs> they can't be biased, <laughs> bro. That being said, to be. I doubt yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're not supposed to be. They're supposed to, you know, be so impartial. You and that? I have no idea. Yeah. I guess uh, the guy who was there before, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. He retires in like two weeks. So oh, wow. we just promoted her. She was the assistant city manager. Her and another gal, uh, Kelly Bacon, uh, were the two uh, assistant city managers. So she, she got the job. Ooh, look, at for her. look at you. Look at you. I pay attention. Yeah, you, you well, so to, one of the things, too, that to I – one of the things that I did like three years ago, this was kind of a, uh, a big deal for me at least, is, you know, I've, I would say I've got some political aspirations in, in city – in Chula Vista in particular. I love my city, bro. I, like I want to be a part of different did things. Did we just find the third M? Minister, Fam. marijuana mogul, mayor. <laughs> I, I think if those four things go together, uh, you've that's that's a uh, that's a pretty that's a, that's a pretty diverse background. That's a mega. <laughs> <laughs> that's a mega. Oh, I don't know if uh, I don't I don't know if anyone could have that kind of a resume and be mayor of Chulavista. Oh, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, give me twenty I'm, years. <laughs> I'm still young. I'm sure if you look at some of the people's uh, backgrounds who are running for office locally or even yeah. statewide, yeah. you'd be surprised. Yeah, <laughs> probably a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, you know, I've had some political aspirations in Chulavista for a while. So I sit on the uh, the Citizens Oversight Committee for Prop. 
HCTP, which was the half cent sales tax that went to all the infrastructure. Yep. So for the last three years, I, you know, do the, the, you know, it was monthly for a while and the quarterly meetings just to oversee the budget. And try that, and was that was you. I was a part of that. Yeah. And they've done some really cool things. I've been pretty impressed. Actually, I just saw, um, cause I, I live over off of uh, Naples. Um, they took over the, the corner that was, uh, on Moss. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. They over turned there. it to the fire station. Yeah. They turned yep. it into the fire station. So they, sure. I think they just broke ground on that a little bit ago. Fit, found that out the hard way. You know, oh, like, there yeah. was a block. So the streets <laughs> yeah. are blocked. Yeah. Usually we go that way, right? Yeah, it's yeah, the, yeah. the donut shop. And yes. it's like, okay, we'll pick up donuts and we'll go yep. to the, the mother-in-law's house. Yeah, and yeah, we're yeah. driving. We're like, oh, shit, road ends in 500 feet. Yeah. And we get there. What the fuck? We can't get through here. Yeah. What's going on? It's like, oh, okay, fire Turn station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're putting that in. So, I mean, they, they've done a lot of really good stuff. It's a bummer to have additional taxes for it, but... Most but I mean, consumers don't even is. feel it. It's a bummer to pay more. Yeah. It's a bummer to pay more and not see the results. Yes. It's true. not a bummer if you're paying yeah. a little bit more. And I, and I was actually, actually I was results. a pretty big advocate for them of like, uh, so Ann Stein, uh, Ann Steinberger, mm-hmm. I think is her last name, uh, is the marketing yep. uh, lady for the city. Um, she she does, told me she to does, stop she using does. her Chula Vista logo or else she would pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> She's flexed that's on me amazing. before. She's oh, flexed on me before. Good for her. That's good. I haven't had that conversation <laughs> yet. Like, did you get cool. approval to use a Chula yeah. Vista logo on your wall? I was like, no. Help. And I said, I have the tattoo. Do you want to cover that up too? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome. I didn't realize you had to get approval for that. Yeah, is it like, it's it's like it's, trademarked it's or something? Trademarked. Oh, it's trademarked. Is there a licensing fee for that or what is that? I don't know. I don't know. That's so using the Chula Vista logo <laughs> as a brand or something. Careful. Because that's there's somebody funny. out there paying attention. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So anyway, so she's done a really good job. I, yeah. You know, in a lot of those meetings, I, I told her, you know, put more emphasis on marketing and putting it out there to people. People want to see their their streets paved. You know, they want to see the, the visual things. They want to know that that's at least where the money's going. Because we're putting money in and then you just, you know, there's a heavy emphasis on give it, you know, we're going to do yeah. good with this half cent increase. Yeah. We're going to do this. We're going to yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. The proposal yeah. passes and yeah. Yeah, there went our yeah. money, and we don't know where it went to. They've done they've done some pretty cool stuff, and, and I think it'll be interesting to see. They've got some time still left. I think they got another seven years left before that thing's all done, said and done. But um, I know that one of the things they're doing is the um, like Roar Park, the dog park that was over there. Yes. That was a part of that. Uh-huh. So that was a, a piece of that. I've taken my dog over there a bunch of times. That place is rad, by the way. Have you gone over there? I don't Man, know if you have a pet. Do you, you have see, a dog? Have you? I don't. I need to get okay. a dog for the kids. The yeah, rule for us was that. like as soon as the last child Can is out of diapers. Nice? Yeah, as soon as bro, the last that one, was my uh, rule. We're like, as soon as the last one is out of diapers, it's like, and he's potty trained, then we can go into the yes. getting a little doggy for them. Yes. It's, I'm not picking up after two. <laughs> I agree with you, bro. We're on the same wavelength <laughs> on a lot of things yeah. during yeah. this conversation. But you talked to me right now about Roar Park. Oh man, yeah, I had I had a project in mind, and, and I worked with a couple of guys, Scott Donaghy specifically here in Chula Vista, mm-hmm. about the, the the ranger station. Yeah, the ranger station yeah, yeah, down yeah. there, the, decrepit, broken down. Yeah. Just like run down. Totally. And I was like, what What can I do to take this over? Or what can I do to mm-hmm. work with the city to make this happen? Mm-hmm. What can we do to like sell beer mm-hmm. on premise? Mm-hmm. Maybe just like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, for mm-hmm. softball games yep. on the park, at yeah. the park, on location. Yeah. It was going well, but I guess it was some sort of a plumbing issue, a uh, sewer issue. But yeah. Oh, man, that. That'd be cool. That's a, that's a cool little spot because there's that a would lot be a cool of people spot. that go through there. Oh, totally. I mean, there's a lot of birthday parties there. Oh, for I mean, sure. Adult recreation leagues for softball yeah, yeah, and yeah, soccer yeah. and baseball. And like. they're beer leagues. Yeah. <laughs> they're not competitive. They're the beer <laughs> they're leagues. They're the beer <laughs> leagues, my man. So I was like, you know what? This would be a cool spot. Maybe one day yeah. the, 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 yeah. the stars will line up again. Wow. That is that would be a cool project. Sheridan, I learned yeah. a lot about you today. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's kind of fun. We're going to have to bring you back on. You can give us some updates. Uh, we got to get glasses over here, man. Glasses. Okay. If, if you get, if you have yeah. the power to bring glasses back on here, my yeah, friend. I know. 
He's a busy guy. He wants to be. He told me again this week, and we had our little Evil Brown meeting with the dudes. We're like, "You got to get back on the show, man." He's like, "No, man, I'm not. I'm not good for the podcast. I don't want this. I want to be the guy behind the guy." So he's in charge of our merch. He's in charge of pushing our marketing. And so I like his voice. He has a very good radio voice. Also, you're the one. You're you're the one that thinks that. (laughs) He's got a good radio face too. Oh, the best radio face. We all have faces made for radio here, man. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, I miss him. I, we take some shots of some stuff and we, uh, drink you know some what, beer. You know what? In honor of glasses, we're yeah. going to take some... What is that? We're going to have a Fernet, bro. We're going to have I a Fernet shot. Oh, gosh. I Yeah. Oh, man. But That's Sheridan, uh, liqueur. Mr. Yeah. Chris Sheridan, family man, entrepreneur, yeah. community leader, future, future city government rep. Yeah, we'll see. Political... All right. We'll see. We'll see. Ministry... Marijuana yeah. mogul, mayor, question mark. <laughs> Thanks for popping in. Thanks, Thanks for man. being the big sponsor on Emo Brown, bro. Yeah, of course. I mean, if you it's one thing awesome. our people know now, it's like they, they know about Bobo. I, I love it. I love it. That's so, awesome. So man. thanks for cruising through. We hope of to course. see you again soon and talk to you guys later. Fantastic. Thank you.